KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. During the height of the COVID 19 pandemic, Share Food Program, with the help of some COVID programs, was providing food to about a million Philadelphians in need every month. Since then, though, the government has rolled back many of those programs. The work continues, but the loss of that support, well, it presents a lot of challenges. This is not an urban issue, suburban issue, or rural issue. It's all across the country. We have folks that are living in food insecure backgrounds. And we're no longer getting the level of resources that we were in 2020. George Matizik is the executive director of Share Food Program. He says the Philadelphia community has stepped up to help organizations like his, but there's still a lot more to be done. Right now, we have about 10,000 volunteers that work with Share Food Program on an annual basis. And I could tell you, we could probably use 10,000 more. I'm Matt Leon, and today on KYW News Radio In Depth, we talk about how the pandemic affected food banks, how they have adapted, and what's at stake if they don't get the help they need. So, to start, for people who aren't familiar, kind of give us the elevator pitch. What's the Share Food Program all about? So, Share Food Program serves hundreds of thousands of people who are food insecure in the Philadelphia region uh, every month. We serve that through a, a network of food pantries. Uh, about 800 different schools that we serve through the National School Lunch Program. We have the largest senior hunger relief program in the state, and we also have a farm on site at our main warehouse at, at 29th and Hunting Park in Philadelphia. So there's a variety of ways that we operate to be able to get food out to folks who are living in food insecure households. How much of a challenge have the last three plus years been since the beginning of the pandemic? To be honest, nothing was like those first couple of months. I mean, we were in in true sort of emergency mode in those first couple of months since the beginning of the pandemic. But what we have seen since then is those challenges are are continuing to to grow for organizations like Share Food Program. And the, the reason behind that is that early on in the pandemic, we were getting a lot of relief coming out of of Washington. You know, it was sort of we had the, this health and economic crisis happening and. Uh, Washington reacted quickly and were, were, were able to get us, uh, organizations like Shared Food Program, a lot of, of resources. Since then, though, while the health crisis may have receded, the economic crisis is still with us. And unfortunately, what we've seen from Washington is a rollback of a lot of the very critical programs that were helping many of the folks that we serve here in the Philadelphia region. At the height of COVID in, in October of 2020, we were serving about a million people per month in the Philadelphia region. The reality is, is that we still have incredible need out there, but we're not getting the level of resources that we were before. So organizations like Share Food Program are having to stretch ourselves further to be able to, to meet the need where it's at. And um, that means us having to do much more work into just sourcing the types of food that we need and the types of nutritious food that we need to be able to serve our communities. From an economic standpoint, things appear to be going pretty well, and I'm painting with a broad brush here nationally. Unemployment is down, inflation still an issue, but significantly down from, say, this time last year. But it sounds like, and in talking with other people you know, at food banks in the area, the need is still very high. So there seems to be kind of this disconnect from what you hear on one level, but what you're seeing on the other level. Can you kind of fill in some of the blanks? Yeah, well, it's it, it's not totally unlike what we saw in, in 2008 with the when we had a, a banking and housing crisis. And by 2011, folks kind of said, oh, we've we've solved it all. And, and now 
here you have in, in 2023, we still have banks that are failing. We still have folks that are living in food, food insecure households. One in four individuals in Philadelphia, one in three kids are living below the poverty level in, in Philadelphia. We haven't really fixed many of the, the underlying issues that, that are here. And so for organizations like us at Share Food Program, we're con continuing to see those lines build, those folks that are not getting the resources that they need. And again, we're seeing cuts coming from Washington. Even right right now, they're discussing cuts to the, to the WIC program, 70% decrease in funding uh, for WIC for women, infants, and children for fresh fruits and vegetables. So these cuts are continuing to happen in Washington, and organizations like Share Food Program are trying to fill in those gaps. How frustrating is it when you see these programs put in place in an emergency, and they work so well, and then to see... People say, oh, well, you know, that's over now. It can be really disheartening in that, you know, we did in, in 2020, we had this sort of bipartisan support around efforts to get folks the food that they needed. And organizations like, like Share Food Program were well-resourced by Washington in 2020. And what we saw is that, again, unfortunately, issues started as we came out of that, issues started to become partisan again, and we started to get back. And now what we're seeing is that we still have folks from all throughout the country, right? This is not an urban issue, suburban issue, or rural issue. It's all across the country. We have folks that are living in food insecure backgrounds, and we're no longer getting the level of resources that we were in 2020. So it's, it, it is really disheartening, but I think for all of us, what, what gives us hope is in the Philly region, we have this great ecosystem of nonprofits like Share Food Program that are working to help every day or, you know, relieve this need that we have. And we're all working. We've got a great donor community here in Philadelphia that has really stepped up in recent years and been able to support organizations like Share Food Program to make sure that we're, uh, we're able to continue to meet that need as best we can. How creative had you have you had to get in the last couple of years. And can you kind of take us inside some of the ways you've maybe had to, you know, reinvent programs or change the focus of programs or stuff like that? Yeah. Let me tell you about our, our senior box program. You know, at the beginning of the pandemic in, in April of 2020, we were already serving, you know, thousands of folks per month, seniors who were, who were getting our, our senior box program. We were doing that through a network of senior centers, senior high rises. And what happened in March and April of 2020 is they all closed their doors to the public. And they said, listen, we, we, we have to suspend that program for the time being. And so what we did here at Share Food Program was we got the list of all the seniors that were getting those boxes from the senior centers and senior high rises. We called them and said, what if we arranged for a volunteer to do a home delivery for you? We started that, that in April of 2020. We started off with about 800 seniors that were getting home delivery. That grew so much, it, it, it actually exceeded what our volunteer capacity was. So we brought in a great partnership with DoorDash. We're now the largest DoorDash partner in the country, serving 5,100 home deliveries per month in addition to other seniors that are still getting other uh, boxes now that, that, that many, many of those senior centers have, have, um, have opened their doors again. But that's a program that is, you know, the, now the largest senior hunger relief program in the state. And we're continuing to be able to, to, to sign seniors up for that. We want to be able to, to, to really think about this in a way of, if somebody of, of means can go online, order food and expect it on their doorstep in two hours, somebody who doesn't necessarily have the means should be able to go and do the exact same thing. And so what we at, at Share Food Program have, have really, you know, it started started with the, the pandemic. It gave us license to try some new things. 
Um, what we're trying to, to really get to is that level of service where regardless of, of whatever barriers may be out there, that we're able to get nutritious food directly to the doorstep of, of, of anybody who needs it. So it's it, it has required some innovation. It's required um, our organization really having to build up our team here, but we've been able to, to deliver some great results behind it. We need to take a break. We will have more with George Matisic right after this. This is KYW News Radio in depth. And we are back on KYW News Radio in depth, continuing our conversation with George Matisic. He is the executive director of the Share Food Program. Have you seen a change over the last few years in who you're helping? And what I mean by that, like, are you seeing more people that are employed but just aren't making enough to make ends meet? Are you seeing more people that are, you know, housing insecure as well that, you know, more seniors are you seeing younger people like has the the average person that you're helping has it changed overall over the last few years i think for us at, at share food program one of the big sort of shifts that we've seen in in who we're serving it is that it isn't you know one or two neighborhoods where the where there's a, a great sort of density of need we're seeing a widening of where people are coming from so what we've seen in the last 10 years or so is a is a pretty marked increase in need in the in the suburbs in parts of the city like like northeast philadelphia deep southwest philadelphia where there hasn't been such a significant need but where we're seeing that growing need in in recent years so our organization we're actually working to right now to to build out additional warehouses one in, in montgomery county and one in delaware county to enable us to be able to 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 grow our programs out in communities where we're seeing that increase in need and so for us it's it's constantly shifting you know essentially as the as the core of the city has continued to gentrify in, 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 in recent years, it hasn't solved poverty. It's merely, you know, moving it outward. And so what organizations like Share Food Program need to do is continue setting up that infrastructure so that we are where uh, the folks are that need uh, assistance from us. And so that's what, what we're very much building towards uh, as an organization right now. But I mean, it's it's more than just the good work you're doing we need policy we need kind of community buy-in like how can we really start to to lower this need and not constantly be on red alert that so many people need help yeah i mean it, it is about sort of creating a movement of sorts right so so we are right now we we have about ten thousand volunteers that work with share food program on on an annual basis and i could tell you we could probably use ten thousand more because the the work that we are doing does continue to grow you know, when we think about volunteers, it's not just about packing food boxes or, you know, sending out our, our, our home deliveries. We also have folks that are engaged with calling seniors at home, scheduling their deliveries. We have folks that are going out through our Philly Food Rescue Program, picking up excess uh, groceries, bringing them to our, our, our pantry partners. There's a number of ways that, that folks can get involved. But to your point, it's also about getting folks involved with advocacy, with with talking to their elected officials about how we do need government to be more in, involved with this. And, and at a time when it feels like government is retreating from this need, we need them to step up. And so all of that is about getting people engaged in, in many different ways beyond just knowing about the issues, actually being active in the issue. You talked about the great idea and the, the work you're doing with DoorDash, but is that something that could really be exploited to help a lot of people if we could get it together. A hundred percent, yeah. So we 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 actually brought in the uh, Philly Food Rescue Program in 2021, July of 2021. We we brought that in house here at Share Food Program. 
we have built that program up. It's about been about a five-fold increase in, in the amount of food that that program has been able to bring in in the last two years since it's come under the Share Food Program umbrella. And that's exactly what you're talking about, working with all of those grocery stores, restaurants, caterers. When they have food at the end of the day, uh, we have an app that, that we've developed, that the Philly Food Rescue app that anybody can go and download be involved with it. You can either from on the volunteer side, going and picking up the food and bringing it out to, to some of our, our pantry partners or for restaurants and grocery stores that want to get involved. We have a, this, it's a pretty unique program that we do. It's a, it's a 24 seven app. So, you know, if a restaurant has extra food at the end of the day, we've got volunteers on hand who can pick that food up, take it out. And it really is a mutually beneficial program. So we would love to, to onboard more organizations that, that are interested in getting involved with that. We definitely know that, you know, there's estimates as much of a third of the food in, in, uh, in the system right now gets wasted. We definitely want to be able to get in front of that, get that food before it becomes waste and, you know, capture that food and bring it out to the communities that can benefit by it. Can you take me a little bit more inside? You talked about, you know, using the app, come and come and get it. Like, I would imagine for some of that, you've got a pretty quick shelf life of of how you can turn it around. Do, do you have things in place where, you know, certain types of food were able to turn it around within hours and stuff like that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so much of the food that we get because we have such a quick turn cycle, so much, much faster than a grocery store does, for instance. So if somebody calls us so right now, we're I, I know there's a tractor trailer load of cucumbers that, that we're expecting today. That's product that you know, probably still has a, a good week left on it. And we can, through our network of, of food pantries and home delivery, we can turn that around within 24, 24 hours. We're open on Saturday, so we're still shipping out uh, out tomorrow. We can turn that product around quickly. For a grocery store, it might take seven days from the time it gets to from the, from the wholesaler out to the distribution center, then to the retail locations, onto the shelf, and, and, and into somebody's grocery cart. So because we can move so much faster in our model, it does allow for product to go out to communities long before anything is set to expire. If somebody hears this wants to help, what's the depth chart of things they can do? Yeah, first of all, we always welcome food donations. So absolutely, if, if folks want to donate food, if they want to have a, a food drive for us, we 100% appreciate that. We'll take that any day of the week and work with them to help make that happen. 100%. We, we, we actually love food drives. I know not every organization does. We love them here at Share Food Program. Folks can get involved. At, uh, we've made things very easy on our website, sharefoodprogram.org. Folks can go on there, find out how to volunteer, donate the, you know, the, uh, their time, and also donate funding, which does help us do many of these programs. So while so much of our work is volunteer-driven, we've still got the staff back here that helps make all of it happen, and we definitely need those, those financial contributions to keep that work going. So there's many ways that folks can get involved with an organization like ours. You can go to sharefoodprogram.org to find out the many, many ways in which you can. I'm sure these last couple of years have been incredibly challenging. You know, how has the staff handled it? Because it it's great work you're doing, but it's not just physically exhausting. I'm sure it's emotionally exhausting as you're dealing with a lot of people whose lives have been turned upside down. Yeah, you know, uh, um, you know, like like a lot of organizations, the, the last three years have, have been challenging for for everybody. But what I'd say is our our team here, we've got a, a really great team here. You know, we we heavily invest in our employees, and we've had a big increase in our overall staff as we've had to 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 meet the the growing need that we have. So 
just in the last four or five years, we've gone from from about 13 employees to about 75 employees. You know, we have a, a $19 an hour starting wage that we're really happy about continuing to, to try to grow. So our organization, we, we're continuing to hire, continuing to look for folks that want to get involved with this work on a daily basis. And definitely from a volunteer to staff member, we need to be able to continue growing our te- team if we're going to be able to, to continue to meet the growing need that we have here in the Philadelphia region. And we talked about people that want to help uh, if people are in need and they're just hearing about your organization for the first time, what do they do to to try to get help? So uh, folks can always go online, sharefoodprogram.org. We have the full map there with all of our locations where folks can get food assistance. You can also just call us directly, 215-223-2220, um, and somebody will be there to answer, answer your call and uh, be able to direct you to the pantry location or home delivery or whatever it might be that's cl- closest and easiest for you. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.